Entrepreneur on Fire Income Report, December 2014. John Lee Dumas presents EO Fire and FreePodcastCourse.com. Launch your podcast in 15 days and ignite. Hello and welcome to the Income Show. John Lee Dumas here and a little shout out to my buddy Chase Reeves. Uh, gave us a gray bottle for net for Christmas. So I wanted to give him a shout out on the show. My favorite podcasting personality in Podcast Nation. Check him out, Fire Nation. And I am joined by the lovely, the classy Kate Erickson and the always ever present stud Josh Bowerly. Say what's up, guys. What's up, Fire Nation? We love you, Chase. Hey, Fire Nation. I thought I was going to be the lovely and classy one, but (laughs) (laughs) maybe next month, Josh, you got a ways to go. So Fire Nation, we have December's 2014 income report coming at you live audio style. And it was a great month. I have to be frank with you on that. You know, we knew with the holidays, the end of the month was going to get slow. And of course it did. But our gross income for December just almost scraped $300,000 for a second straight month, but we came in just under at $298,146. Our total expenses were through the roof, frankly, $98,695. Our total net profit was $199,451. Kate, you couldn't come up with an extra 600 bucks somehow this month? I tried really hard. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually were $19,000 less in net profits from November, so a lower month. But again, expected for what the holidays were, and we're already off to a huge bang in January, so I'm excited for that. But let me just talk real briefly, if this might be the first time you're tuning in, because now it's January 2015, and you're pledging to yourself that you're going to start off this year with a bang, and you found us. Why do we publish these income reports? Well, we want you to see our successes as an online business, so you can emulate those successes. But just as importantly, and a lot of times even more importantly, we want you to see into just really understand our failures, our mistakes, the rabbit holes that we fell down so you can avoid those. So it's really the two-pronged approach here. And I bring on Josh Bowerly, our CPA, every single month as well, because he just tells it like it is. And he's an important part of our team, just like a CPA needs to be an important part of your team, Fire Nation. So we're going to be talking with him in a little bit here about 2015 planning and beyond. But before I get any further about some pretty cool things that I'm personally working really hard on, I want to share with you something that Kate's working really hard on that's really exciting, the Fire Path course. Now, Fire Nation, thefirepath.com is where your passion and our guidance unites. I'm not going to go any further because the classy Kate's going to take over. And without any further ado, take it away. Oh, I like this whole classy Kate <laughs> stuff that you have going on. Thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited to talk about the fire path because December was a huge focus month on the fire path for me. Um, it's been a long time in the making. Um, and what I did in December was I really focused on putting together an outline in that framework that we talk about a lot, John, for um, what this launch and what this course is going to look like. So, of course, there's so many moving pieces when it comes to thinking about what an entrance campaign might look like um, or an interest campaign, if you will 
what the actual course content will look like, what a launch might look like, the marketing behind that. I mean, there's so many different moving pieces that go into something like this. So I'd love to kind of dive in and talk about what some of that stuff looked like for me so that anybody who's listening, who's maybe thinking about creating a course or who's thinking about maybe even just creating like an interest campaign for something that you think you might create later, um, then maybe some of these insights will help you out. So you can, of course, head over to the post that accompanies this episode and you can check out. I have a couple pictures. I'm really crazy about being visual with stuff. So (laughs) I have like so many poster boards that have, you know, what happens when people are in different campaigns and all that kind of crazy stuff. But, um, you know, if you are not familiar with the Firepath course and what that's all about, um, really throughout this course, we're going to be covering the core building blocks of starting and growing your own business. And we're not talking about, uh, you know, maybe some of the beginning steps and then like we'll jump to monetization. We're going to literally start at step one. We're going to go all the way through monetization. There's going to be 16 modules and the course is going to ma- be made up of video modules and workbook exercises. So instead of just kind of like creating information uh, via videos for you that you can watch and consume and then, you know, kind of figure out what to do with them yourself. Each of them is actually going to have workbook exercises for you to go through so that by the end of this course, you'll have a solid framework that you can, you know, move forward with right away and that you can have to look back on as you move forward in your business, which I think is something that a lot of people are missing. You know, they know that there's all these moving pieces and that there's so many different aspects of creating and growing your business. But when you don't have kind of a framework for that, it can get really overwhelming. It can get really frustrating. And so I really hope that the Firepath course will be not only something to provide, you know, a step-by-step of everything that needs to happen when you're creating your business, but also along the way, you'll be creating this framework that you're going to have to go back to anytime you need it. So I'm really excited about that. If we look at the prep for the Firepath course, I started that out by laying out the campaign for it. So that's just an email series that welcomes people who are interested in learning more about the Firepath course and gives them information and value leading up to the launch, which we're looking at probably in February. So I also spent a lot of time in December gaining insights from my target audience through surveys and online communities, you know, chatting with others. We talk about that a lot when you're looking to find out who your target audience is and what their biggest pain points are. One of the best places to go is a free online community where you know that your avatar, your ideal customer is hanging out at because they're the ones that are going to tell you what their biggest pain points are. They're the ones that are going to tell you what it is that they're looking for that can help them. And then they're literally giving you the answers to what you should be creating. So some of the questions that I was asking through these surveys and in these online communities that I was hopping into is, you know, what's your biggest struggle with starting your business? What's your biggest struggle with growing your business? How would you expect a course like this to run? I mean, would you be excited about a video module? Would you be excited about a workbook exercise? How would you want this to be laid out? Um, You know, what would your desired outcomes be after going through a course like this? So these are some of the types of questions that I wanted to know what my audience would expect because I can, you know, assume what people might want. I can assume from my own experience what I would have wanted in a course like that. But 
at the end of the day, I'm not the one going through the course. It's, you know, the people who are trying to start their business right now. Of course, I have a lot of insights into that from the failures and the experiences that I have. And I definitely plan on adding that in the Firepath course. But, you know, I think it's really important to understand that you have this direct access to your ideal customer. You just have to go out there and find them and start talking to them. Fire Nation, is 2015 the year you're finally going to get off your booty and make something happen? And if your answer to that question is yes, your starting point is thefirepath.com. It's really that simple. And if you're saying, well, John, I've already gotten off my booty and I'm already taking some action. Well, the firepath is how you're going to leverage that action you've already taken into success. Um, because Kate is part of a very successful company, part of a very successful business. And you know this is really what we're building, is how are we continuing to build our success and how can you emulate, again, just like with this income report, our successes and avoid our failures. And Kate, I'm excited to see how the fire path progresses. You know, I've, I've been in the landmine, so to speak, of your office with all these note cars and sticky papers. And I've seen, you know, how much energy, time, effort, passion you're putting into it. So I'm excited for anybody that's going to be involved in Fire Nation for you. Thefirepath.com is your starting point. So one thing I do want to talk about, speaking of working and working hard and getting off our booty and taking action, is that in 2014... Wow, we did over 60 live webinars. And that's huge. That's a massive number. That's a lot of work. That is just a lot of actual real time work, not automated work, not leveraged, not scaled time, knowledge, effort, energy. And this is one thing that we're really looking to focus in and really improve upon in 2015 is automation. I love doing live webinars. I love being there in the same time as the people that are attending and answering their questions and interacting. We're not going to stop live webinars, but we are going to implement automation. And I get really into this in a great post that's already gone live. It's called A Year in Review 2014. So just go to eofire.com. You'll see that's posted right there. It's an amazing post. It's an epic post that Kate spent hours and hours. And, and I definitely spent a lot of time as well making that an epic post. But specifically, let me give you just a couple insights of what Entrepreneur on Fire's automation has already looked like. Well, number one, I decided, hey, I'm going to deliver, deliver more free, valuable content to people who want to learn how to podcast. So over November and December, I created free podcastcourse.com. It is live fire nation. You can go there now. It's a 15 day, 15 video tutorial. It's going to take you through everything you need to know about podcasting free podcastcourse.com. It's really that simple. You'll join right now over 1700 people that are currently going through this course and more are joining by the droves every day. And I'm getting great feedback on it. Now, one exciting fact that I want to share is that in 2014, 91% of our sales into Podcasters Paradise happened on live webinars, which is why we did over 60 live webinars, because that's where the sales were happening, Fire Nation. But here we are. It's January 3rd as we're recording this. You're hearing this more towards the middle of January. But we have already done in just two full days, we've already done 
12 sales in Podcasters Paradise, purely passive. Our first live webinar is not till January 7th. So that is just under $14,000 in just two days of revenue that we've generated. Why? Because we're automating our process, because I've created an incredibly free, well, an incredibly valuable free course at freepodcastcourse.com that is allowing people to get closer to that yes line that Derek Halpern talks so eloquently about. And once they're closer to that yes line, they feel comfortable enough with my voice, my brand, the knowledge, and they see the value of taking that next step in a podcaster's paradise. It's a much easier yes for them. And we're seeing that for the first time ever. And again, now 100% of our sales in January, as we're speaking, have come from off of live webinars, as opposed to 91% happening on live webinars in the entire year of 2014. So it'll be interesting to see over the next couple months what that percentage happens to be. Maybe it's going to be 70, 30, 70 live webinars, 30 passive. Whatever it is, is going to be an improvement off of the 91.9. I can guarantee you that. And I'm really excited about this and so much so that I'm going ahead and I'm implementing the exact same process for Webinar on Fire and for another couple projects that I'm working on as well. So stay tuned, Fire Nation. But again, if 2015 is your year of the podcast, you are absolutely crazy not to at least check out freepodcastcourse.com and I'd love your feedback. Next item on the agenda we're going to talk ever so briefly about is Fire Nation Elite 2.0. It's really hard to believe that it's been almost two months since we closed the doors to Fire Nation Elite 2.0, which really means not that we shuttered it, but that we stopped allowing new members coming into Fire Nation Elite and we just focused on the core group within. But once every three months, we do open those doors up for a select few number of members. Um, January 29th is the date that I'm going to be doing eight-minute phone calls with every prospective Fire Nation Elite member. So we already have, I think last time I checked, over 30 people signed up for January 29th. I'm taking up to 60 on that one day. And yes, I will have all of those phone calls. Eight-minute chats with Perspective Fire Nation Elite members. We're just going to have a quick talk to see if Fire Nation Elite is right for you. If you want to find out more about that, go to firenationelite.com and book a chat with me. At the very least, we're going to have a good time, hang out, and uh, see if Fire Nation Elite is right for you or if it's not. John, how do you do so many calls <laughs> in one day? You know, it's actually pretty funny that Kate brings this up because let me tell a real quick story is she got to experience firsthand just how tough it is. And I will say, it's like training for a marathon. Like, I never could have done this day one. But like, I am now so used to doing eight back-to-back Entrepreneur Fire interviews every Tuesday, four back-to-back ones on other shows. I really built up this enjoyment and kind of, I don't know, not resistance, but just ability to not get tired um, just having these great conversations with what I really consider really cool people. Um, But there was that one time, and I'm sure you remember this pretty well, Kate, where we were about to leave for Podcast Movement, a great conference in Dallas, Texas. And I had a sty in my left eye that, so my eye was swelling up. It was the first time I ever had it. So I'm like, what's going on? So I was like, in the middle of one of these just marathon days and I had to leave for the hospital. I'm like, Kate, you got to take over. You got to do these back-to-back calls. I need to go to an eye doctor to see if I can get this fixed before I leave for podcast movement. So Kate took over and uh, it was quite a doozy, wasn't it, Kate? 
It was such a doozy. So John just like leaves his computer and is like, here's my calendar. And it had literally like, if you've seen a calendar where stuff is like booked over each other, that's what it looked like (laughs) for the entire day, just layers and layers. And I was like, I don't even know how to figure out who I'm supposed to call. Like, and so I started clicking into the names of the people that I was supposed to call. And this was like major clockwork type stuff. I mean, I was on the line with somebody and I'm sitting there having a nice conversation with them. Of course, I think, you know, everybody was amazing. Um, but, you know, I started off with, sorry, you probably thought John was going to call you. My name's Kate. <laughs> and then it was like, you know, the, I, it was intensely um, kind of nerve wracking for me that I only had eight minutes to chat with these people. And then I had to be off and on to the next call. I was so exhausted <laughs> by the end of those calls. And I seriously probably only did like maybe one third would you say? Yeah, so you probably did like the day? 20 calls, a solid yeah. 20. But I was just like, man, I don't know how he does this. <laughs> well, I enjoy it. And Fire Nation, you will be getting me on January 29th if you sign up, barring another sty injury. So uh, <laughs> let's just hope that that doesn't happen. And I don't want to to wait any longer to bring the third leg of our stool here at Fire Nation on. It goes by the name of Josh Bowerly. You, Fire Nation, know him as Mr. CPA on Fire. He can be found right there at cpaonfire.com. Josh, happy birthday, my friends. It is January 3rd when we're talking. It is your day of birth. So I wanted to just give you a shout out then. It's too late, Fire Nation. It's already belated for you listening right now. But happy Josh, birthday. happy birthday. Take it away, my friends. Thank you. And you know, John, it's, it's, it's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the holidays. The holidays are great. I'm not talking about college football, even though my Buckeyes are going to the national championship wow. game. I'm not even talking about my birthday today. I'm talking about tax season, John. Oh. <laughs> it is, it's wonderful. I mean, you agree, right? Yeah, I'm going to cue in right here some uh, wah, wah. <laughs> No, unfortunately, most entrepreneurs are not in agreement with that. They, they find it a time of frustration and confusion and stress, but it doesn't have to be that way. So today, I'm just going to give you three quick steps to make this tax season a little less stressful and a little less confusing. How does that sound? Amazing. All right. So let's start with step number one. Very simple. You have to record all of your income. And this is actually an area where a lot of entrepreneurs get confused their first time filing taxes. They think they just have to give their CPA their final net income number and they're done. Just plug it in and go. Fortunately, it's the IRS. It's not quite that simple. You got to start out by getting your gross income number, the total income you receive for the year. So the first thing I want you to do is get all the 1099s or other documented income you've received, whether it's being an independent contractor or from a merchant account like PayPal, they will send you how much they paid you. So you can start there. After that, you need to look at bank transfers, bank deposits. But the bottom line is you have to come up with that total number of income you received. All right. So that step's simple enough. Step number two, you have to record and more importantly, categorize all of your expenses. So another mistake people make their first few years filing taxes, they think they can just come up with one lump, uh, one lump sum expense number. Unfortunately, again, it has to be a little more confusing than that. You have to break them down into categories. So I want you to come up with categories for your expenses, things like office expense, supplies, meals and entertainment, advertising, travel, 
come up with categories that describe your expenses and then put those expenses in those categories. I don't need you to break them down monthly. I don't need you to break them down weekly. All I want you to do is get a yearly total and put them into those categories. And one thing I don't want you to do, I don't want you to spend hours of time debating what category a $50 expense should be in, okay? This should be a quick and easy process. It's not that important whether it goes under office office expense or office supplies. There's, there's really no difference. Just get it to the best of your ability into each category. All right, so step number three is you have to know your deadlines. So with all of your income tax stuff, there are deadlines involved. The first deadline I want you to know is January 31st. If you had employees or independent contractors you paid, you have to send them out a W-2 or a 1099 by January 31st. You have to do that. If you don't, you will be issued a penalty for not sending that out. And you have to send it to both the recipient, the person you paid, as well as a copy to the IRS. Okay, so January 31st there. The next deadline you might need to know is March 15th. If you're an S corporation or a C corporation, your deadline to file your taxes is March 15th. And a lot of people, their first year as an S corporation don't know that. They're used to the April 15th deadline. Now your deadline is March 15th. Now you can file an extension here and that will extend it until September 15th, but that has to be in by March 15th. The third deadline you need to know is April 15th. If you're a sole proprietor, if you're a partnership, if you're an LLC, and just for your individual tax return, your deadline is April 15th. And again, you can't extend it. It'll extend your personal tax return to October 15th or your business tax return to September 15th. But again, that extension has to be in by April 15th. And one other note with these deadlines, if you do file an extension, it's important to know that an extension is not an extension to pay. It's only an extension to file. So if you owe $50,000, you have to pay that by April 15th, whether you extend your return or file it then. If you don't, there are huge penalties for that. We're talking like 5% or more of interest per Mm. month accumulating. So you've got to know that your money has to be in by April 15th, whether you file your taxes that time or not. So those three steps, John, you're going to follow those. You're going to be ready to go for tax season. It's not going to be as stressful. It's not going to be confusing. Get with a qualified CPA and get it done this year. And Josh, you don't need to throw in numbers like owing $50,000. I mean, you're just freaking people out. I mean, it's probably going to be more like a couple of thousand. Or nothing. You know, <laughs> it, 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 that's a good point. And a lot of people think they're, 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 they own a business, so they'll automatically owe. True story. I had a guy who did not file for 10 years because he was scared of how much he would owe in his business. Turns out he would have gotten a refund of at least $5,000 every year during those years and could only go back three years to claim it. So basically, he had seven years of 5,000 or more refund he could not get. So Josh, you mentioned like a lot of great tips here about like categorizing. And you know, I know how important the software is that can help you with all this stuff. Because like, when you're talking about this stuff, like I'm picturing somebody in their office, like sorting through all these papers and like putting them in different bins. Can you talk about like some recommended software that you have for people that is like maybe low cost that would help them with this? Yeah, absolutely. So if you don't have many, if we're talking 10 to 20 transactions in your business per month, you can use a spreadsheet. You can even go to my website, sign up for my mailing list, and you'll get a free spreadsheet to use that. If you're doing more than that, or you just want to be super organized, you, you got to go with some type of accounting software. So whether it's QuickBooks Online, FreshBooks, Zero, whatever it is, get hooked up with it. It's going to make it so simple. Kate, I'm sure you could talk about how simple it actually makes it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so awesome. If, if we didn't have that software, I, I don't know what we would do. I mean, it helps so much. And it's so fast, too. 
Yeah. And as a bonus, if you want to sign up for QuickBooks online and you email me, I will get you a 50% off coupon. Whoa, 50% off. Josh at CPAonfire.com. And no, seriously, we would have to hire a completely new person probably just to focus on that side of the business if we didn't have that type of software. So, I mean, it's an incredible time saver and streamline process. Love that, Josh. And Fire Nation, let's be frank, it's 2015. Let's start this year off on the right foot. You know, let's not be like that story that Josh just told of, you know, just not filing, being paralyzed with inaction because you're terrified. You know, just do the right thing and you might actually be surprised and you'll feel a whole lot better about everything. No IRS knocking on your door in a couple of years here. So CPAonfire.com has a lot of great stuff for you, Fire Nation. And Josh, as always, thank you, my friend. I actually have another question that's coming up for you specifically. So hang around as we dive into our income breakdown. But Right before that, I do want to make one exciting and sad announcement. It's, it's a combination of the both. Um, I'll start with the sad. We did say goodbye to our newest team member, Adil. I hired Adil about four months ago based out of Pakistan. He actually moved to Dubai um, and he was really enjoying Dubai for obvious reasons. And, you know, listen, I knew Adil was special when I hired him and he now has got a great job in Dubai traveling around. And, you know, I was definitely supportive along the way, although sad to see him go. But it's exciting at the same time because Adil was able to hand the job off of Entrepreneur on Fire, basically my right-hand man, so to speak, to his older brother, who is still back in Pakistan, who has a family. His name is Tipu. And I want to officially welcome Tipu to the Entrepreneur Fire team. It's been the smoothest transition one could ever hope for because Adil has trained his brother on every single task that I trained Adil on and is going to continue to be um, training Tipu as we go forward here because Adil is going to remain part of the team if even slightly unconnected you know, for the foreseeable future. So, you know, it was a, a sad um, departure, but happy for a deal to make this career move in his life and exciting at the same time that we had such a seamless transition to someone that was in the family. So it was a, a very uh, congenial breakup, so to speak, and uh, a really great seamless handover and we couldn't be more excited. So welcome Tipu and of course, JM and Jess, like, you know, we want to give you a shout out as well. You guys are awesome. Awesome to be part of the Fire Nation team, and we're doing great things, and here's to a great year. And how do we close 2014? Well, this is the income breakdown. Podcasters Paradise had another monster month. We broke $200,000 again, barely, at $201,694 invoice total. Free podcast course brought in, wait for it, zero dollars. Hello, it's free, but it generated over $20,000 in passive sales of Podcasters Paradise, which is a great takeaway lesson, Fire Nation. Uh, webinar on Fire had a quiet month at $28.75. I can tell you in January, in the first two days, we've already passed that. So that was pretty uh, crazy and exciting. I expect a big month for Webinar on Fire for sure. Um, coaching, $2,500. You, you've heard me say in the past, Fire Nation, I have uh, done away or I've gone away from one-on-one mentoring, and I have. I no longer, quote-unquote, mentor, but I do 
30 minute blitz strategy calls. And so I did three of those because they're $750 each for a blitz strategy call with me. And I did three of those in the month of December, a 30 minute chat with three different incredibly promising podcasters. And I do love those because it's, it's a great 30 minutes for me to get in and just really deliver a wallop pack of, of, uh, of value in a short period of time. So that is something I will be continuing. No mentoring, but just one session blitz calls will be a blast. Sponsorship income was $60,592. I'm excited to report we're sold out for all of Q1 already, and we're already selling into Q2, so exciting things. Fire Nation Elite Mastermind, $11,080. The total launch package, $4,975. That Fire Nation is for people that have joined Paradise that want a professional intro and outro, a professional logo, a 10-minute call with me, plus an audio bumper from me. So we had a bunch of people take advantage of the total launch package, which you can find at eofire.com slash TLP. Uh, Bluehost was great for us in the affiliate side, $3,750. I can tell you we almost doubled it um, for our next payout. We've just been crushing Bluehost, so thank you for everybody who's been helping us out there. Audible, $1,315, and that all comes from eofirebook.com, which is really cool to see how that passive stuff comes. And then Amazon itself, $1,500 blows me away. That's from our show notes page when we link up books um, that people recommend. That's, I mean, crazy that it's built up to that over the years. And our payroll to John and Kate was $62,507. Yes, Fire Nation, we paid ourselves $62,507 in the month of December. Quite a staggering amount, faux show. But uh, there's a reason for that. And there's a reason why Josh Bowerly, Mr. CPA on Fire, is still on the line because he's going to expound upon this a little bit. So, Josh, why do we go from our standard 13000 ish per month payroll to $62,507? Yeah, so there's actually two big reasons for this. The first is, as an S-corporation, you're required to pay yourself what the IRS calls a reasonable salary. Um, And they are a little vague on that, but basically it comes down to how much money you actually make. And we decided after looking at your income for the year that it was important to get an extra $50,000 bonus in there to, to get your salary up to that reasonable level. And the second reason is, because you choose to max out your 401k every year, you have to have a certain amount of salary to yourself in order to max that out. So that that $50,000 bonus was to get you to that level. So there's two important reasons why we chose to make that $50,000 bonus. And I don't even know if you revealed it to me yet. I mean, what was our final number for 2014? So Kate and I, were, we're, we're just finishing up the QuickBooks stuff, but it's looking like about 1.1 net. 1.1 million net revenue. That means after expenses, after taxes paid out, is, is that what I'm getting at? Yeah, after everything. <laughs> yep. yep. All right. Well, I guess we have to officially say that we've uh, generated seven figures in net revenue for 2014, right? Exactly. <laughs> Your million dollar company. <laughs> Love it. Wow. Um, and, you know, what Josh just went through right there about like, this is the amount that we needed to pay ourselves in order to have like a reasonable income. I mean, 
this is why you need a CPA. You know, if you're running, if you're running a business that generates this type of income, because John and I would have never known that. I mean, we would have never known that we should be paying ourselves extra for the reasons that Josh just mentioned, which brings me also, Josh, to a tax tip that we got um, on Twitter. Josh, can you guess who sent in this tax tip? Come question? on, not again. I'm thinking it might be Rideshare Guy. <laughs> Rideshare Guy is crushing it. I love it. <laughs> I, I love that he's taking advantage of this because, I mean, he has access to a CPA and he gets to ask you any question he wants. He's genius. Yep. Um, Rideshare so, Guy's number one driver of traffic is the Entrepreneur Fires income reports. Period. <laughs> <laughs> so at Rideshare Guy says, um, do I have to issue 1099 if I pay contractors solely through PayPal and stay under 20,000 slash 200 transactions? So yes, uh, it, 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 whether you're using PayPal, it doesn't matter how you're paying your independent contractors. It, if you're paying them your, yourself and you pay them over $600 and they're located in the US, you have to issue them a 1099. So there's only two ways you can get out of a 1099. Number one is they're overseas or number two, you're using a company that pays them and you pay the company. So something like uh, Fiverr or Odesk. Odesk. Yeah. Odesk is a big one. You pay Odesk and Odesk pays the freelancers. In that case, you don't have to issue a 1099. But when you're sending it directly to that person through PayPal, yes, you do have to issue a 1099. So Josh, do you have any, like, I'm just kind of curious where he came up with this because he says 200 transactions as if that is like maybe something that he read somewhere. Do you know of any transaction limits or anything that, you know, would play into this? You know, not on the IRS end. Um, All the IRS cares about is that $600 number. It could be that PayPal generates something after a certain amount of transactions. That'd be my guess. But all I'm concerned with at this time of year is the IRS and they don't have that rule. Okay, cool. Awesome. Thank you for that. Rideshare Guy, thank you for sending in your tax tip question. If anybody listening has a question for Josh, all you have to do is tweet to at CPA on fire, hashtag tax tips. Booyah. Love it. Great stuff. And Fire Nation, to wrap up this portion, our total net profit for December was $199,451. We have to consider it a very successful month. Again, we've had a blast with learning a lot of things. We've had some lessons learned for sure. And that's kind of where I'm going to pass it over to Kate right now because you know she always kind of sums up these income reports with our best lessons learned in December. So Kate, why don't you take a second here, share with Fire Nation our lesson learned in December. For sure. So this kind of goes back to earlier, John, you talked about the year in review posts that we created for 2014, which was really, really cool to create that post. Like I had a blast just taking that time out, taking a step back, looking at everything that happened in 2014 and giving ourselves time to like actually digest what all happened. Because when you're in the moment, when you're an entrepreneur and you have a lot of things going on, you're busy, you have a lot of to-dos, you have meetings, you have conferences, you're traveling, all this different stuff, you know, it's easy to kind of get caught up in all of that. And sometimes we are going through the motions. Sometimes we are, you know, so wrapped up and so busy that it just kind of gets away from us. So we wrote a 
email newsletter about the big three reasons why we believe reflection is so important. And I think this is a perfect time of the year to kind of think about reflecting back on some of the things that happened in 2014. You know, for us, that was doing the year in review post, you know, really sitting down together and taking a time out to look back on everything that happened. And so those big three reasons why we believe it's so important. And, you know, I'd love for you guys to head over and check out that year in review post that we wrote because we cover all of this in that, like in detail. I think the post is almost 5,000 words or something crazy. But John, I feel like we did a pretty good job of breaking it up into these big three sections. Um, why reflection is so important is that number one, you get to figure out what worked best for you. And when you know what worked best for you, you can leverage that moving forward to net more great results. And number two, you find out what didn't work so well for you. And that's really important because you can leverage that information moving forward so that you can pivot and, you know, not make the same mistakes again. And number three, how did you take time out to celebrate your accomplishments? And I think that that's so important because we have a lot of failures, you know, we get knocked down a lot and it's easy to look back and see what did work and what didn't work. But if you're not taking time out to celebrate your accomplishments, whether that was, you know, things that worked really well for you or whether, you know, you could even celebrate your ability to get back up and try again, even after you've been knocked down. I think it's really important for your momentum, for you to keep good spirits about what you're doing to celebrate those accomplishments. So those are the big three. That was a huge lesson learned for us in December is taking that time out and taking that step back to reflect on those big three things in 2014 are going to help you crush 2015. Fire Nation, here's to 2015. Here's to you. We are just so honored that you're part of our community. You know, I, I hope that you still listen and love to the great podcast that we're putting out, namely Entrepreneur on Fire, Kate's Take, Quotes on Fire, a seven-day-a-week podcast where I share a quote free podcast course podcast, which is a 20 episode podcast series about how to podcast. I mean, we have so much great content coming your way. Even more is going to be as well as the year goes on. So thank you for just being a great part of our communities. We're excited for your 2015 and beyond. We're going to be there for you. And again, you know, I want to kind of leave with that final call to action that Kate's put so much time and effort into, thefirepath.com. Something to check out, something to, to get into, something to be a part of, something to get excited about. And let's just say a big old goodbye now. So uh, without any further ado, Kate, Josh, let's uh, say goodbye to Fire Nation and we'll catch them on the flip side. Much love, Fire Nation. Happy 2015. See you next month. Later, guys. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Is it time to create and launch your podcast? 15 video tutorials with yours truly await at freepodcastcourse.com. See you there.